Hiya, folks, and welcome to our dysfunctional family. I'm Missy Mouse. And I'm Trader Sammy. And we're here today to talk about one of our newest favorite things, Disney Plus. Disney Plus. Whoop, 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 whoop. And of course, how it relates and how it can work into pumping you up to take a trip to the Disney theme parks. WDW style. Absolutely. So, Disney Plus. What is Disney Plus? Disney Plus is an amazing streaming service that has everything from older classics to new content. Exactly. So Disney Plus released, and what it is is basically a new streaming service Disney finally got in the streaming game. And it's a place to watch all of the Disney classics. I kind of think of Disney Plus like Disney Plus is the vault. Like, yeah, that's that's I think it's a good uh, comparison. Like I, Disney always like called it the vault when the, all their old movies got put away, and that's what I think of Disney Plus as. Like they literally just let the world into the vault. But you know what? I think this is just a skim of the surface. Oh, for sure. I think this is going to be a much bigger deal than what it is now. I mean, right now you have a lot in the small package, a, pack- ton, a, of a ton of content in this small little package for six ninety nine a month. Mm-hmm. Imagine in a year or two, what else is going to be on there? Well, and when With they them start owning so many different things, you know, and so when they companies. start to catch up, and yes. they don't just like. You know, right now they're charging six ninety nine a month, so they're giving us the bare minimum. Yep. But when it, everybody's had it and are hooked and aren't going to back out, they're going to charge as much as everywhere else, probably yep. a little bit more because they're Disney, so they'll probably charge fifteen, sixteen dollars a month, and then we'll really get access yep. to everything. Yep, they're a genius. They made it super cheap at the beginning. Actually, we got ours for one hundred and thirty two dollars for three years, so it comes out to be a lot less for that per month, and it's just a really good deal. And they did it on purpose because they want people to be hooked. We have it for three years. No way. It doesn't matter what we did. If we've had access to it for three years, no way would we cancel it after that. You know what I mean? Yep. Let's talk a little bit on how you can how you can stream it a little bit. You can do it on your TV through your Amazon Fire, your Android TVs, your Apple TVs, all those, your Chromecasts. You can also do it through your computer, through your tablets, and also your gaming consoles, mm-hmm. your PS4s, Xbox Ones. If you still got the uh, Super Nintendo, I don't, I'm not sure if that's going to work, but you could try it. Yeah, and one of the things to keep in mind, just like a lot of different streaming opportunities, one of the ways, like if your app or whatever, like TV um, experience you use, if your smart TV doesn't have like a Disney Plus app, you can always watch it on your phone and like stream from your phone to the computer. And it doesn't like, you know, if you have like a Chromecast or something, it doesn't take away. You can still like be on your phone, but be streaming it from your phone. What's it called for an Android? Is it called AirDrop? No, that's it iPhone thing. I know. Is it, is, I'm asking, is it called AirDrop on the I Android? Know, I've never had an Android. Yeah. For you Android users, if you know that answer, you know, send us an email about that because we are Apple people. Yep. I have no idea. All right. So what does Disney Plus have to offer? So there are a ton of different things you can search. If you just are on the main page, you can click on, I'm like listing them off. You can click on Disney, which is like Disney Classics. You can click on Pixar. You can click on Marvel. You can click on Star Wars. And you can click on National Geographic. But that really just like touches the surface. Those are just all the like main places you can go if you click on search when you're in disney plus it'll have this explore and it'll come up with like some other categories it's got like the disney nature category disney channel the princess collection the national geographic um marvel animation like it's just got so much it's got a disney muppets collection like it just kind of gives you ideas of what you can search for honestly like it will it would take months to be caught up probably years oh, yeah. on all the content like there's so much yeah i'm content. looking here you know you're talking movies like iron man 3 captain marvel uh, Star Wars Force Awakens. And you know what? You know what else they have? Because they got Fox now? 
Simpsons. The Simpsons. How could you not love that? All the episodes, all the seasons of Simpsons. That's awesome. <laughs> Moana, The Lion King. I'm, it has a ton to offer. And it's got like old Disney movies, it's got new Disney movies. I mean, there's just, it's amazing. It's a really good service for anyone who's, I mean, not just a Disney fan, but a movie fan in general. It's got a ton. I mean, for me to, to actually just get on my phone, because we do it from our phone to our TV, and get access to all the Star Wars movies, for me, is <laughs> is amazing. Can you tell what Trader Sammy was super excited about? Oh, my gosh. And the thing is, we've owned all of these movies for years, but the fact that they're more easily accessible without getting it's, up and putting and a DVD, put a DVD in. in. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I he, mean, that sounds pathetic, but it's so true. I mean, Star Wars, there is so much expected out of the Star Wars coming up soon. They're... The whole Mandalorian series is going to be awesome. It already is awesome if you've already started watching it. No, I mean, this might be some spoilers because I know Missy and I will be able to hold back a little bit on this because it's amazing. But the Mandalorian is awesome because there is a... Some people might not even know what the Mandalorian is, so hold on. Time out. Okay, I'm, I'm excited about it. The Mandalorian is like a side series of Star Wars. It's like a... um supposed to take place between when? I believe it is... After the Jedi Returns and it's before The Force Awakens. I'll look it up real quick. So the Mandalorian series takes place. Yeah, I'm right. So it takes place after Return of the Jedi and before Force Awakens. The Force Awakens. See. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, the Mandalorian takes place. It's like a side series. It takes place between um, Return of the Jedi and. The Force Awakens. The Force Awakens. Yep. So that's the first one of the new trilogy that Disney owns. And it's basically like a side story, kind of like what they're doing with like Solo, the movie that was all about Han Solo. And but this is not a movie. This is a actual series. It's like a TV series, and, and it's being released regularly on Disney Plus every yeah, Friday night. Every right Friday now. nights. Yes. Yeah. So basically, I think for us Mondays is going to be Mandalorian Mondays. But um, <laughs> let's keep going into this here. Let's not go too far into the depth of that because I mean we're going to be here for hours talking about the Mandalorian and talking about all Star Wars things because they're amazing. And maybe but um, I don't think you also I don't think you touched um. That Mickey Mouse has his own category. Yes. Oh, my gosh. This has been awesome. All the Mickey shorts are on there. Well, I shouldn't say all. I don't know that. But a ton of Mickey shorts. I think the popular ones. There's a ton of Mickey shorts. And I love it because I always think like that. Like when I think back to like watching Disney movies when I was little, like it would start with a Disney short. Like you watch a new Disney movie, but like in the previews. Not even the Disney movies, but the Disney channel. Yeah, and just cartoons. like for all of it, like, and I just think of like if my kids never get the chance to see that, like they won't experience Disney the same way I did, but like they will get to now. Like we have the access to this. Even like it. Chip and Dale and you know Donald Duck, that stuff was all on Disney Channel. Now mm-hmm. you can barely even find it. I mean, you can find it, but it's a new creepy version and it scares the crap out of me. Oh, I was so, just gonna say like the new Mickey stuff. I hate. Yeah. So yeah, I would highly recommend Disney Plus if you can uh, afford to get it. I would recommend. If you have Verizon it. Unlimited Data Plan, you can get it for a year for free, not a year. That's a great Six idea. Six months for free, I think. But uh, if you can afford it, I would definitely recommend downloading it and getting hooked up with it and enjoy it. But I think we should go into the parks now because we love the parks. So and as we always try to do, we always try to get like to link in because yep. you know we love the parks, we love the movies, we love everything. So we always try to get you guys to understand like how they all kind of intertwine. And so we wanted to give you some examples of how you could use the new access to Disney Plus to get pumped up for a trip to Disney. You know what I'm kind of looking forward to? What? I'm kind of looking forward to being in line for the flight of passage for like three hours <laughs> and just watching Disney Plus on my phone. I'm absolutely not looking forward to being in a line for I'm just saying hours. now I can be on Disney Plus watching great shows. Oh, my gosh. So, all right, yeah, let's get into the park. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> That's a little side note. So... 
Um, we're gonna talk to you about our top three must watches to get you pumped before going to the Disney park. Yeah, our top three must watch movies before you go to the WDW. All right, so we're gonna start from the bottom up, like we always do. We're counting up. So my start number up three. The bottom, now we're here. <laughs> my number three is it's called the Imagineering Story, and it's a um oh, documentary a that was released on Disney Plus. And you might think like documentary that sounds super lame, and I would usually think that too. Mm, that's not true. My dad and I watch a lot of documentaries. We have a lot of fun, but. Yeah. If I don't want to go to sleep, I'll but it doesn't those. sound like something that I would be like, "Oh, this is gonna pump you up." But seriously, it's a really good example of like how to really not just appreciate like the parks from like a like a oh, I like roller coasters and rides perspective, but from like how much goes into like all the detail that goes into this. It's a really good, oh, the nostalgic, like, yes. Well, and there's just so much behind the nostalgia, scenes. Sorry. Like, so much behind the scenes of, like, how this was created and how this ride works. and But not, I don't just mean, like, mechanic-wise. I mean, like, the storylines and all of this. Like, it's just, it's so good. And it just well, gets you ready to be in those parks and experience it just like the Imagineers wanted you to. Well, I agree with you. I think that this this show shows you how much Walt actually put forth his effort to get these parks up and going. Well, and everyone. And everyone in, around mm-hmm. him. And how big of an impact he was on all of these uh, employees. Absolutely. I mean, they were crying during the interviews when, oh. when they're talking oh, about yeah. him passing away. And how, how long how long ago was that? But, I mean, th- these guys are, you know, gray and white-haired. You know, they're old, and, and you wouldn't think they'd really affect them now, but they're crying about it now. And, and that's that how much of an impact ago. this guy had on yep. everybody. Exactly. And to this day, he still has an impact, and he's not even around. Yep, and people that didn't even meet him but worked for the Disney company were super emotional. Like, it's just, yeah. I mean, I couldn't imagine, I mean, you know, being around someone like that or working for someone like that who's just that. Legendary. You know, legendary. You know, it, it's, it's when we go to the parks every year, a couple times a year, just to see what he thought of, basically. Right. Yep. His dream. Yep. All right. Great what show. was your number Great three? Show. My number three is uh, Peter Pan. I know Peter Pan. Yes, everyone probably thinks, "Oh, Sam, you pick Peter Pan." But I think Peter Pan to me is like my staple for Fantasyland. Really, the, the reason why I say that is because when I think of Fantasyland, I really think of Peter Pan. Just maybe because the line's so long <laughs> for the ride. But no, 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 that that too. But um, I just I don't know. I think back to when I was younger, and that is like one of the characters that I really liked a lot. I liked the Lost Boys. And watching Peter Pan fight Captain Hook, well, and I think, and it really made me think of cartoons. Well, and I and think everybody can kind of relate to, like, like oh my gosh, I can fly, I can yes, be silly, I can be a kid. Like, and it's this, just, it never grows up, and yeah, that really. Neither have you. No, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> but that really makes me think of Fantasyland, and I know the ride isn't the greatest, but. I do enjoy going on it's it. It's a good I, ride, I, though. I mean, as long as I, you don't have to wait two hours to get on. Yeah, it. I enjoy going on the ride when I can, but I really do think that is my my number three choice for the movies. All right, so I'm gonna play off that. I didn't really put the let's check into an order, um, be, because you're talking about like getting in that zone for Fantasyland. I am gonna talk about getting in the zone for Fantasyland, and I think there's a lot of options here. So I'm kind of cheating. I'm not giving you one movie to watch, but just any like classic castle princess movies so like snow white cinderella sleeping beauty beauty and the beast frozen like yes the castle is technically cinderella castle i say that with air quotes but there's nothing like 
There's nothing in the castle yeah. that is making it like have to be around Cinderella. Like there, you know, if you go to Cinderella's royal table, there's all these different princesses that you meet. That's the restaurant that's in the castle. Like really, just that vibe of like. Well, even like Elsa's not not in the Magic Kingdom, but you still get pumped up to watch. Like when you watch Frozen, still the whole. It's just idea, that royalty the vibe idea, yes. of and like and like yes. it normalizes royalty to like make it be people that you can relate to yes. and like. I don't know. It's just that vibe of like, I'm going to another world, but like, I'm going to this world You're with this castle. World. And yeah, yeah, exactly. And this fantasy land. And it's just something, it's the staple of the parks. Yeah. Like those castles aren't just like, oh, I'm at Disney World. I paid a bunch yeah, of see, money. See, like, I think for me, if I watched Frozen to get pumped up to go to the parks, I would get, I would be getting more pumped up for fantasy land than, than like the Frozen Ever After ride at Epcot. Than Epcot yeah. Because Epcot is, it kind the world showcase kind of just like shadows frozen like just like yeah it's just a cute it's a ride it's just ride, in there yeah you know? it's not like that whole entire mindset no, and vibe around no. being in a different world For, exactly and, yeah. i feel like it's more well, and like really the world showcase is supposed to be the real world like you're getting a taste of culture in the real world which like i would yes, love to see frozen at Fantasyland. yeah and like the frozen ever after ride the only reason that works there so well is because they really utilize a lot of real traditional norwegian culture which that. like makes sense but that is not what I'm talking about when I'm talking about getting prepped up for the parks. I'm talking about that fantasy, that vibe, yes. that mystical. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So what is your number two? My number two is, you're probably going to be surprised, it's not my number one, but it is Star Wars. Ooh. Star Wars is my number two. Star Wars you, isn't a movie. I'm talking about just like the whole, any Star Wars movie. Anyway. So you cheated too. I mean, yeah, basically, yeah. <laughs> we both cheated on number two. Like any Star Wars movie, I mean, it could even be a Lego Star Wars movie. I don't care. If as long as I watch some type of Star Wars, film, have you ever actually watch Lego movies? They're really I have. funny. They are funny. <laughs> if I can just watch at least something Star Wars related before I go to the parks, it's going to get me pumped up. I really prefer. I think with the new Galaxy's Edge, The Force Awakens really gets me in the zone for Galaxy's Edge, just because the characters. And the, I don't know, the whole vibe. I really feel like Force Awakens really gets me wanting to be in Galaxy's Edge. And I really like the film. The film's a good film. Well, you can just tell that, like, and it's not a bad thing, but there's a definite, di- like, a difference in the Star Wars vibe once Disney owned it. Yes. And so, like, Force well, Awakens. Yeah, kind of. But not, like, I mean, there's the whole regular Star Wars vibe, but, like, there's just that, like, I don't know. I don't want to say, like, it's not in a good or a bad way. It's just that, like, extraness of Disney. Like, that, like, like really in this world and like co- totally immersed in this other well i think for them to close out this whole story of the skywalker and this whole story of all the, the trilogies we've had going on I, i'm you know storyline we've have have, have had going for mm-hmm. years i think disney would have to be the company to finish it because they can be the company to put it over the expectations of everybody right be able to, to produce a film that is just like wow Amazing, right. amazing. Right, and that's what I'm saying. I'm not saying that like Star Wars before wasn't good. I'm just saying like no, they put it has all the, that, the three that were in between. We're not the greatest. yeah, the like Phantom, the, pre- Phantom the Menace, prequels. yeah, those ones. I I I enjoy watching them because they're Star Wars and they give you more to the it's story. Just, it's just those are. Yeah. But what I'm saying is like they definitely have that Disney twist, and that Disney vibe. So it makes sense that they relate more to Galaxy's Edge that's built by Disney because they're the exactly. Disney exactly. Star yeah, Wars. Oh, yeah, is what I'm sure. To say. But even though like we watched the other day, we watched uh, we watched um. A New Hope. New, a New Hope, yes. And mm-hmm. you were saying, man, wow, this looks, looks so much like Galaxy's Edge. Right. And it does. It, it does. It, I mean, it's not even the same planet. You know, it's not even the same. It's just that style. It's just that, yeah. that style, you know. And, yeah, that's my number two choice. Any Star Wars film, I I love them all. 
They're... Can anybody tell what Trader Sammy's favorites are? <laughs> <laughs> they are my favorites. I've been since I was a little kid, so. All right. So my number one that I recommend washing to get pumped up, and this is totally not something that's like what the parks are like now or anything like that, but a really good show to watch is Disneyland Around the Seasons. So it's a documentary. It's with well, kind of like it, you just, you got to watch it. I can't really explain what it is, but Walt hosts it. And it's about when he was, you know, when he was working at Disneyland, when, he, when Disneyland was open, when he was alive, when he was in, when he was a part of all of it. And it shows his this sheer... This gets you pumped up for WDW or Disneyland. Well, my thing, I, it's not even about... It shows his sheer excitement yeah. and everything that went into these parks. Like, this is not just, like, someone saying, I want to make a bunch of money and open a theme park. Which I think people that don't know Disney, that's what they picture Disney as. Yeah. That's what they picture the parks as. Like a giant money trap, like a giant place to like that people just come and throw all their money away and Disney gets all this money. Like that is not what this is about. It's about getting families in there together to have a place to enjoy themselves, like get making memories. And uh, it's just, you get some insight into Walt's visions of Disneyland and the excitement he had for this project. And even if you're not like a Walt worshiper, which like I kind of am, no shame, but <laughs> hearing his perspective on the matter like really gets you to appreciate the parks so much more than just showing up, going on a ride. Like when I think of like when I was younger going to theme parks, I didn't necessarily always differentiate between like a Disney park and like we went to like our local Six Flags and stuff like that. Like I didn't appreciate it as much when I was a kid, which like makes sense. Like, the, you know, when I was a kid, I was just there to have fun. It was just a fun day. That's what I knew. But like yep. when you get older, you see those subtle differences and like you see like this is not just... Well, I think that for Disney, the number one thing is the customer service. It oh, is, my God. It it's phenomenal. unbelievable. And I think, like, I mean, Six Flags is, is still a great park, and they have a lot of great attractions. But the customer service at a Disney Disney resort is unreal. And I just think, so we talk to people about this all the time. Like, well, I'm not taking my kids till they're this age or whatever. If you told me you were a family of... Two adults. If you told me you're a family of an adult and older kids, if you told me you're a family of an adult and younger kids, if you told me you were a family with 13 kids and they were all different ages, I could give you a suggestion of a way for every single person to have a great time at a Disney park. Mm-hmm. I can't say that about everywhere. And that is that Walt vision. Like, that is what you get when you watch, like, Walt talking about these parks and Walt's, like, view and i keep saying vision but like what he wanted for these parks it's not just for kids it's not just for adults it's for everybody i think walt was a guy who wanted to have a place where families could go and have fun if he can make a buck on the side he'll make a buck on the side that's not what it was about though he wasn't he He mortgaged his house well i'm saying he mortgaged his house to no, start Disneyland. I'm, I'm saying he. I'm saying if he makes a buck on the side, he makes a buck on the side. He's not looking at making millions at hundred. You know. Well, that's what I'm trying yeah, to say. That like it was his, in his mind when to... he was picturing this. It wasn't about making the money. It wasn't no, like that's, that's what I'm saying. Like on the side, you know, if he gets to make a buck out of the side, that's great. But he is more looking for families to come in and have fun and have memories, basically. Exactly. So since we're talking about the whole wall thing and you're getting a whole savvy about wall, I'm going. I'm uh, going to my number one, and it's Save Mr. Banks. And I think Save Mr. Banks is a great film. And I think it shows how hard Walt Disney worked to just... For what he believed in. Yeah, for what he believed in, and just to get a film going. But I'm saying, in his mind, so Save Mr. Banks, like, long story short, is basically about how Walt had to fight 
the writer of the Mary Poppins books to get the rights to make the Mary Poppins yeah, movie. Fight with her. And just constant, a, ba- a constant battle. Not, not evil fight. Like, he was no, a super no, great, no, sweet just, guy. Just, just like Back and forth. Like, how much he had to work at it. And that was just like, he already had Disneyland at that point. He already had tons yeah. of different things. Like, that was just one thing he had a great vision for and was like, I'm not letting go. Like, yep. I'm doing whatever I can to get this. Exactly. And I feel like this really shows his true character throughout that whole film. And Tom Hanks played a... Tom Hanks is amazing. awesome. <laughs> Disney. I wish they could start making just like new films with him being Walt. Disney. Yeah, yep. that'd be so cool. Mm-hmm. But like, I feel like he just does a good representation of Walt and showing how enthusiastic he was about getting that film going and just showing how Walt really is. Right. It's 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 perfect, and I feel like that kind of sums up the whole reason why we like to go right the, from the nostalgia of Walt Disney and. Everything's bad is at the park and the resorts and all of that. Right. I mean, there's so many different reasons. It's just for someone who doesn't necessarily know, like, the history of Disneyland or the history of everything that's, like, happened on there, like, it's it's just amazing. And something like this, just, you know, something like these documentaries or these, like, real-life shows, like, they just give you some insight into that. Obviously, we weren't, like, alive when Walt was doing this, so we didn't, like, know him personally. It just... When you hear all of it behind it, you're just like, wow, this was a guy who wanted a better tomorrow, and he did what he could to make that happen, and all of us are now reaping those benefits. Oh, yeah, for sure. So I just, I can't say enough great things about it. But anyway, obviously, we love going to Disney parks. We love saying great things about them. And this was just a quick, what? I want to do one more movie. Okay. Since we are close to the holidays. Okay. We're in between holidays here. We're in the holiday season. That's what's called. Wait, hold on. Time out. Should we talk about one time we have been slightly disappointed with Disney Plus thus far? The only Christmas movie we really wanted to watch on there. What was that? I forgot. Christmas Carol. Oh, the newer one? Yeah. Yeah, that was probably the only bummer I had of the whole thing. But, but it's, it's coming out. It's, it's going to be available, just not until next year. It's like not until next year, yeah, yeah. That kind of stinks. But they got the Mickey's. Uh, the Mickey's they got to keep. It's like that carrot they dangle in front yeah, of you. Like. Yeah. Well, even the uh, like Cool Runnings. I love Cool Runnings. <laughs> cool Runnings don't come out until January. Come on now. <laughs> great great movie. Well, that makes sense because it's like one that's about winter but not about Christmas. Exactly. Yeah. So um, I want to add one more movie to this. Just okay. We're going to just do this right off the top of our heads, okay? What is the one holiday movie that you have to watch from Disney Plus? Since we're in the holidays and we're in the the spirit of Halloween was just you know just a stone or a stone's throw away you know in October it wasn't too far far away and uh, Christmas is on its way New Year's what's the one holiday movie? Well, every year I watch Mickey's Once Upon a Christmas. Okay, that's my okay. favorite. That's the one to go to for you. I mean, I do that every year. Not, so I mean, you, maybe not even to get pumped, pumped up the park. Just the one you have to watch for the holidays. Yeah, that's I watch that every year to get pumped up for Christmas, and it's on Disney Plus now, so it's even yeah. easier. That's it. What about you? I think the Nightmare Before Christmas is. See, I like the Nightmare Before Christmas, but I associate I think it covers that, it all. But I associate that way more with Halloween. Like I'll watch I that before know. Halloween. I, I think it covers it all. I do not feel in the Christmas spirit after watching that. I guess probably not. For it creeps me out. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, I I like the show. It's a really cool show. It's a good movie. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Yeah. I just wouldn't. That'd be my I would watch it before Halloween. I watched it two nights ago. Yeah, you did. <laughs> <laughs> That's my choice for my holiday one. I I figure I throw it in there because we're around the holidays and I don't know. Good point. Good point. But you know, give you a little uh, little twist to the show. 
All right. Well, that was kind of just our quick intro episode to why we love Disney Plus and how we can link it to the theme parks. Like we always like to link to the theme parks and give other people like different ways. Another thing too is like I hear a lot of people ask the question, how do you stay pumped up between your trips? Like a lot of people go like every few years, you know, like what do you do to like you know, for those in between times, this kind of stuff is great for that. Like when you're really oh, yes. craving a Disney park, but you just, you know, you know, your trips a little ways out there, like watch these documentaries, like get pumped up, like understand the meaning behind it. Like, yes, it just makes you more excited to go, but it really holds you over. I'd say in those between times too. Yep. It's a really good time. Yeah. I feel that, like, so. I feel like just more access to these shows. is going to be, it's going to ben- benefit us in the long run when we're getting the, the cravings to go to the park. Yes, yep. exactly. Yep. All right, you guys. Well, Thanks for tuning in today. Um, You can find us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and Amazon. You can follow our adventures and discussions on Facebook at our Dysfunctional Family or Instagram at our Dysfunctional Fam. Um, You can also follow us on Twitter at mmouse underscore tsammy. If you want to message us directly, feel free to utilize direct messaging on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or email us at email at our Dysfunctional Family.com. Thanks again for tuning in, you guys. Yep. Thanks for tuning in, guys.